0: Welcome to Red Carpet Retirement. This podcast is all about helping business owners and those in the entertainment and creative industries secure and protect their financial future. We provide educational stories and specific strategies so you can achieve the red carpet retirement you so richly deserve. Now
1: here's your host, Adam Scott. Hello and welcome to Red Carpet Retirement with your host, Adam Scott. Adam, what's going on?
0: Hey, Eric. uh... As ever, wonderful to be here with you with your wonderfully warm, energetic uh, vibe. Why, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that's uh that's yeah. a sexy Eric we've well, known a common you. love. <laughs>
1: now i'm blushing and everybody can see me on camera oh Mm -hmm. my goodness i'm remote today i I just that's not a huge update i'm just going to be remote for a day or two um but uh yeah i'm I'm still happy even though this is a very small space and it's not my normal studio adam i'm just so happy to be with you um what are we talking about today what are we going to do
0: well first of all eric i just want to say how how much the audience is loving you and uh we got some great reviews this week yeah okay and I just want to give a shout out to people who were gracious enough to to leave us some awesome five-star reviews and say some wonderful things. And again, they really gave it a shout out to you. So, uh, yeah, I really appreciate all the help. And of course, I better not build up the podcast too much. We're still on training wheels, but I would really appreciate it if you listen to the podcast. And if you want to give it a five-star review, please scroll down on your iPhone podcast app, scroll down to the bottom of the page, not the episode itself, but the bottom of the page for the podcast. At the bottom, you'll see the reviews and you can click on that and you can give us a wonderful review and we would really greatly appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Yeah. And and I say it at the end of the show, uh, but Adam, I don't know if you've, you've caught it when I've said it. When people review and rate a podcast, it actually makes it easier to find by other people. And I think that that's one of the goals because you do so much education, anybody in the audience that could help do that, help bring this to a new part of the audience so that they can get the same wisdom and education from you. I mean, that would be a great help. So no, I, I echo that. That's great. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I
0: kind of made me blush a little bit again. Great. Yes. Well, good. And <laughs> glad to make you blush, Eric. Yeah. So, uh, and these listeners talked about how, entertaining it was, which is is great. That's what we try to be. But we got our work cut out for us today. we trying to make uh, CPAs and how to choose one entertaining. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We can do this, right? Yeah, we, we can do this. All right. And Eric, I was going to call our show how to choose a CPA mm-hmm. who actually knows what they are doing. Oh, yeah.
1: Could be but, controversial.
0: That would be. Yeah. It felt a little negative, you know, and I'm here yeah. in California, the golden state, and we're all really positive here. And my British sense of humor doesn't go down too well. I love so I it. Just... <laughs> okay, <laughs> great. Well, I decided I better eliminate the negative and sunny it up a little and call it right. how to choose a great CPA. Okay. Much better. I
1: love it. Now we can work with
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. You feel empowered now, Eric? We're going to tell people how to choose a great CPA. No, no. You're going to tell people how to choose a great CPA. (laughs) I'm going to learn from you. Okay. Good. Good. All right. Yeah. So we're going to tell our listeners, I say everything they need to know. Our podcast is primarily aimed at business owners and those in entertainment, but there's going to be something here for everyone. Even if you just got a simple W-2 employee, or if you're a retiree, you know, they all have these questions. It partly came to me because actually one of my retired clients reached out to me and she said that she was interviewing CPAs. And I thought, mm. huh, you know, I better give some people some tips on how to interview CPAs. Yeah. So here we are. All right. Now, you know, this is going to be fun, when I asked ChatGPT to come up with some jokes about CPAs. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, oh no. I wanted, you know, after my, I'll, I'll, I'll be candid, okay? So one of the listeners compared us to Click and Clack, the Tappet Brothers of Finance, right? Okay, that's wow. pretty doggone nice.
1: That was That's, that's really nice. nice
0: and that, that's a tall order. So yeah. I thought I better throw in some jokes. <laughs> now, I'm not as funny as those guys. So I use ChatGPT. But when it came to CPAs, even ChatGPT, that fount of all worldwide wit and wisdom, drew a blank. Really? Yeah. Well, almost drew a blank. This is about as funny as it got. Okay. Are you ready, Eric? I I don't know. Am I going to have to push the button that
1: makes it so any of the, the swearing is off of this? Is that... Is it a clean joke or Oh,
0: oh no, no, ChatGP is, is, is I say it's always clean. I don't know. It, okay, uh, we'll give uh, I'll it a talk shot. About, yeah, I'll, I'll talk about you. that later. Yeah, now, right. this is a very clean joke. Eric, why did the CPA cross the road?
1: Oh, Lord, a chicken joke. Um, Wow, number one, I've never heard this in B, number one, and B. <laughs> and number two, I have no idea. Why, why did the CPA cross the road?
0: Well, obviously to get to the other side, but to, to get to the other side of the balance sheet, oh lord! Bada boom, bada bing. <laughs> All
1: right, okay. Any of you programmers out there that have anything to do with Chat GPT,
0: you got your work cut out. For you. You, <laughs> yeah, come right. on, step up, step up, up, up your game, step up the game, <laughs> step, up. step up your humor game. Yeah, that's okay. that's a groaner. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe that's funny to CPAs, you know. <laughs> but yeah. uh, um, uh, but personally, I don't get it. So I as I, I said, I,
1: I don't think I did either.
0: Yeah, Honestly. so we got to work cut out for us uh, yeah. to make this fun, because ChatGPT ain't giving us any help, Eric. Yeah, no,
1: no. I don't. I, maybe I should get the paid version. Maybe that's funnier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay, we better move on. We better right, move on with go. the education. Yes, Eric, I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. How do you like? like you your didn't
1: CPA? put me on the spot with a joke. Okay, go ahead. That's right. Bring it on. Let's go.
0: How How do you like your CPA?
1: Ooh, that's a loaded question. Um, so right now I, I, I like my CPA. I'll, I'll say that, uh, I, I, like the work that they do. I appreciate it. Uh, but we had to make a change a couple of years ago to this new CPA because I made a pretty big blunder. Can I share that? Mm, yeah. yeah. So you know that I've worked with financial advisors for a long time and some other mm-hmm. professionals, and we we've talked a lot about succession planning, mm-hmm. um, business, you know, acquisition, business transition, and all that. And I know this stuff, I know mm-hmm. that, but I had a CPA that I did never even I never even crossed my mind that there should be a backup plan, um, mm-hmm. because I gave him all my documents, and this is a few years back. I gave him all my documents, gave everything over to him, and a couple months later, he's asking for my documents. It turns out that he had had the onset of some dementia issues. There was nobody to take over for him. There was nobody to clean up all the people that he had worked with. And he lost a bunch of stuff. And, and I, I, I mean, I was put in a bind, yes, but I really felt bad for him. Obviously, that's a terrible thing to go through, but there was no succession plan. There was no backup plan for any of his information and all the people that he worked with. And that was my mistake, right? Because I know that's important in every profession and I just completely overlooked it for my own CPA. So that caused us a couple of years of some serious issues with the IRS, quite honestly. So well. yeah, but my new one doing well, <laughs> I, I'd <laughs> like more money back, but you know, that hasn't happened yet. So whatever.
0: Well, well that, that's oh uh, well, that's a, awful story but a great story um uh, a very educational story you know who who would have thought of that right yeah. and uh, that reminds me of one of our clients who sent their their stuff to the CPA in the mail and uh, and it got lost right it never arrived there and mm. suddenly they've got to try to put it all back together again and do it again and it's extremely yeah. stressful and very difficult to recreate some of those documents absolutely so in hey, we got a lesson right here I didn't even plan for. Make sure people, whoever you're working with, that you copy all of the documents. And uh, I guess to Eric's point, work with a CPA who's got a succession plan. (laughs) Ask your CPA, what happens if you get hit by a bus, you know, a week before tax day? Who's going to file my return? Absolutely. Absolutely. Learn some valuable
1: lessons there, for sure.
0: Right. So, the challenge about this is not just to make it fun and entertaining to talk about CPAs, but the even bigger challenge is to find a good CPA. Right? Mm. That that's a bigger challenge in the world right now for many Americans filing their taxes. Yeah. And the reason for this, I, I mean, do you know, Eric, why why it's such a challenge to find a good CPA? Well, I I would
1: my my thought is it's it's almost like most every other industry out there right now, it is very, very difficult to find people to fill positions. And when you're talking about the education that they have to have and and all that, it's, I think it's difficult to find them because people aren't choosing that route as much. And also it's just hard to find good people to work.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, there's a real scarcity of CPAs and it's kind of causing a crisis. So, you know, why Mm. is this? Well, first of all, you got people like me making fun of them. (laughs) <laughs> okay and chat gpt and chat gpt in fact ChatGPT even told me not to make fun of cpas <laughs> and oh. if we if we get time I, i'm going to read that out you know That's towards funny. the end of the towards the end of the, the podcast. for sure adam i have some <laughs> advice don't make
1: fun of your cba
0: <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely absolutely <laughs> yeah so no actually you know to say it doesn't have the prestige of being a doctor or, or an attorney and and they're not as well paid and uh yeah. But again, people do joke about it and that does make a difference, right? When you're in college, do you want to have something that's got a lot of respect or or to be the person people make jokes of at a party that nobody wants to stick around talking to you, right? Yeah. And I don't want to overblow it, but whatever. I, mainly, I'm trying to talk about the prestige, the prestige and the pay. We've really got to elevate their prestige. And we got to elevate their pay by the way yeah. we are starting to elevate their pay they're getting more expensive <laughs>
1: yeah yeah absolutely because of the scarcity issue and, and you're right. right i never even thought about it that way you're you're at a party and oh what do you do for a living i'm a doctor really what do you specialize in right and th- that's the next question it's always the next question and then well, what do you do for a living i'm a cpa all right i'm gonna go see the punch bowl <laughs> right? <laughs> right i mean that's just it because what do you specialize in? Nobody knows to even ask that question because there are CPAs that specialize in all sorts of different things, but people most likely don't know that it's like, oh, they they correlate them. And this is it. I figured it out. They correlate them with IRS. Nobody likes the IRS. And so therefore a CPA is connected to the IRS kind of. And so I think they get a bad rap because of that too.
0: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I could go into more reasons for the scarcity, but but uh, like such as it's been an incredibly grueling three years during COVID that oh, yeah. tax laws have changed so much and they've been dealing with all these programs. So, but I want, instead of illustrating how much things have changed and how difficult their jobs got and the fact that therefore a lot of them are retiring and there aren't new ones coming up, we'll leave it as there's a real scarcity of CPAs. So finding a good one is, is a real challenge, you know, so the results of this are fewer C- CPAs, More complexity equals increasing expense. Yes, and the really amazing thing is, is I've been reaching out to CPAs for this tax season to introduce clients to them, and they're just all like too full. If you don't have a complex return that's going to pay them a decent, you know, a decent fee, Mm. they just don't have time to take you on. It's really, it's, it's, it's been like you know, referring someone to that top doctor where you've got a special in, and you'll get the client in to see this doctor. It's kind of becoming like that, which maybe that's a good thing, but it's frustrating when someone can't get their simple tax return filed. Mm -hmm. And another result of all this, and this has always been an issue with CPAs, you know, my biggest beef is they often very poor communicators and they have really poor follow-up. And we're going to talk more about this later, but Eric, if you and I conducted our business and if financial advisors conducted their business like CPAs, I mean, you wouldn't be able to put bread on the table
1: yeah and i would i would say that and i i could just make up a figure but i would say the bulk of cpas are in that situation and a lot of them i think are in that situation because they take on so many clients trying because it's such a it's all a kind of a vicious circle right adam where hmm. you know they don't get paid very much so they're taking on all these clients to be able to you know pay their bills and make a good living but now they have so many clients that the the communication is lost there are a few CPAs that have great communication, but that's usually because they have very wealthy clients that they're, they're taking a limited number of clients. So therefore they have more time. You know, they have a team that's working on everything together. So there's more communication there, but it's, it's rare and they're very expensive.
0: Right. Right. So it's, it, it, it is uh, an uphill battle to find a good one, but it's not impossible. And so these are the, <laughs> yeah, tell so these the, that's what we're waiting for. Right? Yeah, exactly. These are the steps. So, There are eight steps. Okay. And this is a, I'm just going to quickly go uh, enumerate the eight steps and we're going to go through them. Step one, determine your needs, your complexity. Mm -hmm. Step two, look for credentials. Step three, check experience and expertise. Step four, ask about their tax philosophy Mm. equals aggressiveness.
1: Okay. I'm looking forward to you to explain that one. Cause that's a little deep for me,
0: I think. Right. Right. All right. And uh, it's something that clients often without knowing it, that's the thing that they're most interested in. Okay. Step five, asked about their process. Clients okay. often do not know to ask about that. Step six, gauge their technical ability. Their creativity. Mm. I could call that their creativity.
1: Yeah. You've talked about that on the podcast as well before because of the complexities. You sometimes got to get creative. And those that are creative, th- that's what really helps the client out, honestly. Right.
0: Right. Absolutely. Okay. Gauge their compatibility. Now, that's an obvious one. That's, that's yep. a do it yourself thing. <laughs> but yep. But yep. we'll talk about that. Finally, step eight is ask about their fees, get clarity over their fees. Got it. Okay. Okay. You're That's ready. Good list. Good list. Yeah. Good. Okay. What on that list is most important to you, Eric? Um, okay, I was about to say something. Please don't
1: beat me up, audience. Do you have dementia? I'm just kidding. No, I, it's a terrible question. I mean, I'm just still. I'm still feeling a little burnt from that, Adam. Quite honestly, it was. It was a right. tough couple of years. Uh, but I, I think that it, the experience um, and expertise. Uh, is a, is a big deal, especially as a, a small business owner to make mm-hmm. sure that the things are are covered. I mean, I know how complex, you know, what I've got is and determining my needs, but just them being able to, you know, handle that in the limited time that they have number one. And then I like, I like the creativity part. I never really thought of that before. I mean, you've spoken about it, but even for a small business owner, there are some creative ways that we just don't know because we're not the ones with the education, right? So them bringing it up and, and you've brought up a lot of these things on the podcast and you're not a CPA, but you're a financial advisor who is very creative for each one of your clients. So I've learned a ton from you uh, because of this. So yeah, I, I think those are the ones that hit me the, the
0: most as, as most important for me. Right, well, yeah, well, absolutely. And, and I agree with you. I think that probably should be the top of the list. So step one, we're going to go back to step one, which is determine your needs, right? Mm-hmm. Do you have complexity? Do you need a creative accountant? Or do you just need somebody to, you know, check the boxes uh, on TurboTax? Yeah. Well, uh, so if you're a young W-2 employee, uh, you could do it yourself, again, on on TurboTax, right? Uh, even a retiree, they might be able to do it on TurboTax. You don't even need a CPA. And yep. again, in LA, at least these days, it's it's tough to find somebody to to do that for you. Now, a retiree, you know, maybe they don't want to do it on TurboTax, but maybe they're fairly simple and they could go to HR Block and HR Block can help them out for a reasonable fee.
1: Yeah, it's so funny that you said those two in that order because it's exactly the order That my wife and I started out, right? It was TurboTax. Well, handwritten first because, you know, way back there there wasn't TurboTax. In fact, there wasn't internet (laughs) way back Mm when. Uh, But it was all written. And then it was TurboTax. And then we became uh, landlords and had some Mm -hmm. property. So we went to H&R Block to get a little bit of help with some of the complexity, right? Some of the complexity. And then moved on to a CPA once I become a business owner. And we had other sources of
0: income and things. So, Right. So that gets us to exactly what you are, a business owner, or if you own real rental real estate. And now you need, you need a competent, potentially a highly competent uh, CPA because you're getting into the land where you need them to know sophisticated strategies. And uh, I'm I'm just going to tell, well, I say a quick story often i work with business owners who are very successful but they're really penny pinching which is maybe why they're so financially successful mm-hmm. and their criteria of a good cpa is a cpa who charges them as little as possible <laughs> yeah <laughs> and sorry they'll they'll go to that you will they'll have a neighbor who's a, you know a w2 employee say working for the la county and this person's just got a simple paycheck and a simple tax return. And this person says, oh yeah, my CPA only charges $200. And the business owner thinks, oh great, what a bargain, right? But Eric, if you're looking for a brain surgeon, do you ever choose the lowest cost brain surgeon in town?
1: you yeah, know, because that guy specializes in lobotomies and that's about, it. That's all, <laughs> right. That's all he's going to do, so, which on some days, Adam, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm looking for that some days. Uh, but most of the time, no, I want somebody who's going to actually put me back together. Right.
0: <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. If someone's messing around with your brain, you really don't <laughs> care if he's the cheapest guy in town or she's yeah. the cheapest gal in town. You want, you want the best, right? Yeah. So if you're going to a doctor or a lawyer, you generally want the best, right? And if they're really good, they're in demand and they name their own price. And yeah. that can happen with really good CPAs.
1: Yeah. Rightfully so. Right? Rightfully and so. Yeah. You, you but, p- get paid what you're worth.
0: Right, right. But again, going back to if you've got a simple return, you don't need you don't you don't need the best doctor in town, right? If you've got a cold, you don't need to be going to the most expensive doctor in town. Exactly. So step two. So, uh, look for credentials now, Eric, do you know the two basic types of people who prepare tax returns? Mm, well, c- CPA. Yeah. And I don't
1: know. <laughs> I don't know what the second one, what would the second one be a CPA and, a- uh, an enrolled agent. Oh yeah. yeah. You got me on that. Yeah. I completely forgot. I've heard that before. Yeah
0: right right so often enrolled agents they've, they've worked for the IRS they do a special exam uh with the IRS to qualify them for doing uh returns for a fee you know like serving clients and as i say they, they often do simpler clients but i've seen enrolled agents you know who are very experienced at the IRS deal with fairly complicated cases uh, so it doesn't mean that they can only handle a uh, um, a simple return uh, Generally, if you're hiring a CPA, they're going to be more expensive because that credential takes a lot more time than the credential of the enrolled agent.
1: Got it. Got it.
0: So the other thing you can do is, you know, as always with hiring any professional, check with the state board. If you're hiring a doctor, you're hiring a financial advisor, yeah. You, know, you check with you check to see if there are any disciplinary actions against them. And uh, finally, check the profession, see if they're a member of professional organizations, uh, such as the American Institute of CPAs or or the state CPA society. I mean, that's not as critical as the disciplinary actions.
1: Let me ask you this, Adam, and maybe you know this or or don't. Is there a website or is there an organization that... You can look a CPA up on, like BrokerCheck. BrokerCheck is one where you can look up any advisor on there to see their history, see if they have any complaints and things like that. Is there anything like that for CPAs that you're aware of,
0: or is it just going to the state website and checking? Uh, you know, all I'm aware of is going to the state website, but that's a great question, Eric, and next time I'll have an answer for you. And <laughs> listeners, here, listeners, especially if you're a CPA listening to this. If you're still with us, congratulations. We're just kidding, <laughs> yeah.
1: right? But if you're a CPA and you know that, Please email Adam. We'll give you some contact information at the end of the show, but email him if, if you know where we could go to find more information. Otherwise, Adam will find it.
0: Right. Absolutely. Step three, check experience and expertise. I mean, this kind of speaks to itself, but you know, if you are an attorney, you might want to work with, with a CPA who has knowledge of attorneys. Yeah, you know, I was looking at some write-offs on, on an attorney's return the other day. And They were very specific to attorneys. So it did require, and I assume a CPA who knows what they're doing, right? This is Mm -hmm. second nature to them. They're not doing research uh, on those write offs. Oh, so I got a funny story about this. uh, And this was in the Wall Street Journal. So I think I can share it online. All right. Uh, Okay. (laughs) So there's an article about influencers. So influencers are going through a lot of trouble finding CPAs who Know how to deal with their kind of bizarre write-offs. Yeah, Burns, okay. have you heard about any of these, Eric? I
1: okay, so I, I know that there are, are a couple, and I don't want to name them by name, but most people will know them. One of the the biggest YouTubers on the planet gained such success that he has been giving away a ton of stuff, which is, which is fantastic. And I love that. Um, he's given away cars. He's given away tons of cash. He's given away just a ton of stuff to people who need it. So I don't know how that plays into it, but I'm sure his CPA is sitting there going "Oh My Lord, here we go. You know, this box of receipts, you know, for all sorts of stuff. Um, but yeah, there's, there's some pretty crazy stuff out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're an attorney, you would call that client costs, I believe. (laughs) So, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, so my my story is in the Wall Street Journal. There was a story about an influencer who claimed eight hundred and sixty-four dollars worth of dildos that he threw <laughs> that he threw off a building <laughs> oh. <laughs> and videotaped. <laughs> and, okay, uh, so I did, Adam, oh my lord, I can't believe you just you just
1: brought that up. Um, I'm sorry, I no, I mean done. here's uh, you. I wasn't prepared for that um (laughs) and now all i can uh, the only thing going through my head is the song it's raining men (laughs) 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 not complete men but
0: right right
1: oh lord i think i'm turning red for anybody who's actually watching this online Uh, right don't blush often
0: but and and i wonder about the medical bill write-offs that he caused on new york streets as those (laughs) and he did it in new york i think yeah as he's (sighs) uh pieces of equipment landed on people. I don't know. Hopefully they didn't land on anybody. Oh yeah, yeah. I
1: would hope not. I mean, oh man, <laughs> how do we, how do we go from here, Adam? Right. Okay. Well, we got to
0: move on <laughs> Okay. So let's move on. on, on more standard things, right? If you've got foreign assets or if you've got crypto, you, you want to work with a, with an, a, a CPA who's got experience in those areas. So now we're getting for the big one. Step four. Okay. Ask about their tax philosophy. Yeah. I'm interested. Okay. Tell me more. <laughs> so I think you mentioned this right at the beginning, right? Uh, you mentioned you didn't know whether your CPA had reduced your taxes or not.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now there are a couple of things that go into that different kinds of things. Uh, and we could also you know, say how aggressive are they, right? Tax philosophy and aggressiveness to me are almost synonymous, right? So ask them about their tax aggressiveness and, mm-hmm. And there's no right answer, right? Well, maybe. Well, we'll see. We're going to go on. There are four levels, as I see it. Yeah. Level one, there's buy the book. And I'll I'll be frank. I used to think that uh, I never worked with CPAs a lot. And to me, taxes are pretty by the book, right? You got your receipts and you write them off, and it and it is what it is. And I felt like most uh, most CPAs, almost ninety percent, only eighty percent are by the book. They're like. You give me your receipts and your tax return is what it is. If they're Mm -hmm. competent, it should be pretty similar. I've realized though now, uh, a few years on, that it's not as simple as like buy the book or not buy the book, that there are four different levels. That's level one, buy the book. Level two is what I'm going to call then not buy the book, but then knowledgeably creative. Knowledgeably
1: creative. I like that. I like that phrase. Yeah.
0: So they- Basically, they're informed and they're about all the latest tax strategies, and they use them to your advantage. For instance, uh, I'm—I felt I'm pretty good with this, you know, Eric. uh, You know me. (laughs) I know these strategies. I was doing my own return uh, on 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 Quicken or whatever, on uh, TurboTax, mm-hmm. and it just became a bear. In fact, I tried to hire TurboTax to do it for me with their kind of the, with the, one of their CPAs who'll assist you, and they refused. Mm-hmm. They said it was too complicated. Oh, so last year, I decided, well, I would still get on and do it because it was too late to find a CPA, even though I was fed up doing it myself. The, the CPA that I worked with this year, he cut my taxes in half, right? Wow. Yeah, he cut them in half. And, uh, so I'm not paying any taxes this year cause I already paid all the taxes for this year last year.
1: Oh wow!
0: <laughs> and I'm think I'm a, as I say, I think I'm a pretty smart guy. So, um, I'm not, well, I will uh, quickly, I'm not going to go into the details on this, but, um, but I know about the, what's called the, the, the California pass-through entity tax election. Okay. I felt it was for me, I felt when I was doing it myself, I was too exhausted. I'm like, I'm not going to bother trying to jump through the hoops to qualify for that. Mm -hmm. He made sure that we qualify for that. And it was a much bigger deduction than I'd anticipated. It's paying my California state taxes through my corporation. It's a complicated thing. I couldn't be bothered to do it myself. He made me file as an S Corp. I'm an LLC. He made me file as, as an S Corp so that we could do that. And there were some other benefits of filing as an as an S corp. Uh, it also reduced my self employment tax, and these were an, along with a, n- a number of other things. They say cut my taxes in half. That's what I call a knowledgeably creative CPA. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Wow, that's awesome. That's a great story. Good yeah. Result. So
0: So uh, hope your CPA does the same thing for you, Eric. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm hoping. Fingers crossed. All right, All right. level three. What's level, L- level three? three? Level three. What I call. Audit risk creative.
1: Oh, <laughs> so this isn't a good one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it depends on who you are. Okay. okay. Right. Can you guess what audit risk creative is, Eric?
1: Well, I'm, I'm assuming that they're going to get a little more creative than the, the, the <laughs> more standard CPA and and maybe pushing the envelope a little bit.
0: You, you got it. As one CPA once said to me when I was interviewing them for clients, it said, well, we push it just to the point at which the client might get audited. But and here's the but, but we think we can defend it. So okay. it's not like, hey, these were legitimate write-offs. It's like, no, if you haven't written enough car, you know, car expenses, if you haven't written off enough restaurant meals, we are going to increase it, whether or not you've done it, to the point at which you're not going to get audited, or if you do, there'll just be a little hand slap. It won't be a big deal, right? Now. Uh, we'll talk about whether or not you want to do that. I just want to describe that as some people want that. Some people don't.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I, (laughs) I guess there's a section out there that may want it, but I, I, I'm just picturing it on a, on a business card. We (laughs) just to the point where you may be audited. I, that's a business card I'm handing back. This is me. I don't, maybe I'm risk averse. I don't know.
0: Right. Right. All Right. So what
1: what is level four?
0: Level four. What's more than audit risk, creative jail time, creative, (laughs)
1: You're making the evening news. Is that what you're saying? This <laughs> that's, one?
0: that's right. Yeah, oh, but my. often you know, I see these returns, and 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 uh, and often n- no, you know, the IRS is too busy to come after these people. I'm not encouraging you to do this, by the way. I'm just stating a fact. So, yeah. just as an example, I've seen a high income tax return. I say a high, t- uh, a high, yeah, and high income, not high income tax, a high income return. Should I say? Uh, of of a potential client that came across my desk. And this is not unusual. And uh, let's say he he was earning about $700,000 and he had so many write-offs and was running so much stuff, personal stuff through his business. And so much mm. basically it looked like invented stuff by the CPA because there were no specifics on the expenses. Yeah. That his income, his taxable income was like $30,000 or $40,000. It was so low that at the time he got a making work tax credit this is where the irs we the taxpayers were giving him money back because he was so lowly paid
1: oh lord really? yeah
0: that's not really? funny i mean i'm laughing no, but it's not really da- funny
1: well geez that's yeah. just manipulating the system that's just manipulation through it
0: and it's and it's risky you know yeah. and, and i'm gonna um you know so do you want to save money or do you want to sleep at night right and you yeah. know audits can be expensive by the way or, uh and time consuming so think about that if you want to do level three and it's you know some people want to do that and 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 more power to them uh but then you know jail time is even more expensive than audits right yeah 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 <laughs> and yeah. Cl- clients need to remember that it's their name on the return so you know Some people get very excited about aggressive accounting, you know, taxes, and and I guess I better check my my own return now, right? Because it is my name on that return, and it's me who ends up going to jail if the return is fraudulent, right? So you you need to think about that. And in fact, I brought this up to this particular person. I said, you know, you've got to be careful. Again, it's your name on the return. You know, you, you it's you who'd go to jail. And he's like, yeah, funny you should mention that one time. He said, "I'm visiting my CPA." He gets a phone call, and he said, "I'm sorry, you know, so and so. I, I got to take this call, or I had to take that call. Yeah, yeah. My client, my client's in jail. <laughs> my client was calling from jail." <laughs> oh, good
1: gravy! <sighs>
0: yeah, that's anyway. time to walk
1: out of that office, I think.
0: Yeah, Jeez. but you know, the funny thing is, Eric, uh, that often when clients, uh, when people work with CPAs like this, they get wedded uh, to to not paying taxes and it's just very difficult for them
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: to go to another CPA who, uh, who's going to do a legitimate t- return and suddenly they've got to pay taxes. Right. Yeah.
1: That's, that's, I mean, you, you, that's a perfect, perfect statement. I mean, because you, you kind of get spoiled, right? Even though it's not necessarily legal, um, I would just be continually thinking about, sure, I get three square meals, but I have a smelly roommate. So that, <laughs> that really where I want to go with my time. Um, and they don't cook as well as my wife. So and, and right, she's not right. smelly. So you no. Know. <laughs> yeah, anyway. yeah.
0: The smelly roommate. That took me a while <laughs> to get that joke. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Eric. Right. No, I agree. We don't want smelly roommates. Yeah. <laughs> My wife's a great cook too. And she smells great. <laughs>
1: yeah, see, that's, that's the benefit of doing your taxes the right way and having a yeah. good CPA.
0: Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So right. step five, step right, five, step five, ask about that process. Now, what does that mean to you, Eric?
1: Well, I, I'm, to me, I want to know the timelines of things, right? So When do I need to have certain documentation to you? When are you going to be providing certain documentation to me? What, you know, what are some dates on a calendar that I can put and set some goals so that I know what the process is to get this done in a timely fashion and get the most bang for my
0: buck, if you will. Um, That's what it says to me in my brain. Right. No, absolutely. Right. So the first thing I have uh, itemized here is do they send a questionnaire uh, uh, or or an organizer? Right. Mm -hmm. And, and some CPAs do, and some CPAs don't. And yeah, I find them kind of a pain to fill out. And I often think, well, gosh, I'm just doing the CPA's work for them. But one year when I was working with a CPA, I, I didn't get an organizer. And I, as I say, have a really complicated return. And I'm juggling all the other complexities. I'm getting them everything else. these this more random stuff I had to get them. And uh, and I overlooked something because these days you don't get tax documents uh, in the mail. And this was one of my wife's documents where she had done a, an, a 401k rollover from Fidelity. And mm-hmm. Fidelity isn't that I'm not working with Fidelity, right? Uh, and uh, she might have got an email notification to go online and pull her 1099R. I don't know whether she did or not. But if I didn't fill out a questionnaire, if the questionnaire had said to me, Have you done any 401k rollovers? I would have thought, oh yeah, my wife, at least I hope I'd have thought my wife did a 401k rollover. Mm-hmm. We need to get that 1099 to the CPA or the CPA. If I check that box, I'd say, Well, where's your ten ninety-nine R? You checked this box. I'm like, Oh yeah, I did. I've got to get it from Fidelity. It never came in the mail. My wife never got never told me she got an email about it, right? It's not my wife's it's not Cynthia, it's not Cynthia's strong suit dealing with the, I'm the money guy. Mm-hmm. Um anyway, so point being, questionnaires and organizers, even when you know as much as I say it's me. I know more than the average person, or I wouldn't be doing this. (laughs) We wouldn't be talking about the subject right now. And even I made a mistake of overlooking something. So that's a good thing if they send you one of those. Availability, right? Next item. Availability. Mm -hmm. Are they just available during tax season? If you're really simple and you're an HR block person, maybe that's all you need. And uh yeah, I, I used to have a very simple return. I went to this uh, this guy, Sunny Noon's. Bless his heart. He worked for three months in a, a year. This the office was completely filled with smoke because seven days a week, twenty four hours a day, for three months, he was in that office smoking, you know, non stop. Oh
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> but any other time of the year, he he was not in that office, and you couldn't get hold of him. But he was a great he was a great actually. I think he was an enrolled agent. He was a great enrolled agent. Mm-hmm. If you needed more availability, sunny Noons was not the guy for you. Mm. Next thing, responsiveness. So this is the big one, and we talked about it in the beginning, right? I really like responsiveness in a professional, and that's difficult to find in the CPA. We've already talked about that. Mm-hmm. Communication skills, right? So a lot of my clients, when they come and work with me, particularly if their CPAs have also been their financial advisor, they talk about how their CPAs would talk down to them when they were trying to explain concepts to them and, and they couldn't understand what the CPA financial advisor, you know, was saying, but also they felt intimidated about asking questions because the CPA was patronizing. Now, I don't mean to say that all CPAs are like that. And by the way, they would, I want to toot my own horn. They said how great it was to come to me because I was not patronizing, right? I love educating. I love questions. So, yep. uh, you want to work with a CPA who loves educating you, not who's frustrated by your questions. So that's communication skills.
1: Yeah. And, and here's the thing is that a, a lot of them talk over you and it's not, not like talking over you vocally and you're, you're both talking at the same time. It's just that they're using lingo and quickly running through what they're doing or what their ideas are or their thoughts are not to be patronizing, but they're just talking at a higher level because they have all the acronyms memorized and everything and they don't slow down to do what you do, especially on this podcast where you're breaking things down, you know, here's what this acronym means, but let me take it a step further and tell you what it actually means means, Mm -hmm. right? You're you're giving fuller definitions and giving examples and telling a story that ties everything together. And I think that kind of goes back to some of the times that CPAs too many clients, they're rushed, the meetings are rushed. And so they're just bang, 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 bang. Let's get the information out there. Even though the consumer, doesn't understand half of it. And they don't, like you said, they don't feel comfortable asking questions. So I think that's a great, great point. Communication skills.
0: Right. Right. And my main beef, I'm going to get back to this. I think I've already said this, but it's not just that it's not even that form of poor communication. It's the fact that they don't communicate, right? That's even bigger, bigger deal than being a poor communicator is that they don't communicate. So if you find a CPA or if your friend is working with a CPA, that's responsive and communicates well, that's gold. And then one last thing is are they proactive? Do they reach out to you? Do they remind you? If you don't get your tax, your tax paperwork, (laughs) <laughs> in on time, are they going to reach out to you and remind you, right? And again, we've talked about, Eric, you've talked about how they're overwhelmed. So, you know, it's more and more difficult for them to do it. But some people need that. And often it's actually the bigger clients who are very busy business owners. They need a reminder. They um, they need handholding to get their paperwork in. They need reminders to pay their quarterly estimated payments, uh, which are, I'm not going to get into what quarterly estimated payments are, but they're what, People who, are, uh, you know, who are business owners or who are not getting W two um, income, who are not paying their taxes, with their paycheck they have to make often quarterly estimated payments. Well, it's great if your CPA reminds you to do that and make sure that you do that, right? Mm-hmm. So, if you need that, make sure you f- you hire a CPA that's going to do that for you. You know, HR Block is not going to be that that kind of tax preparer. Yeah, yep. You got to go to them prepared. <laughs> right, exactly. Okay. Step six. Okay, we're, we're going to try and speed it up a little here. Right. So, gauge that technical ability. And uh, so, Eric, uh, when you go to to the dentist, and I may have said this to you before, you know, I I my dental hygienist. I, I mean, I love her, but. I have no idea how to gauge her technical ability. Do, do you know how to gauge your <laughs> hygienist no, technical no, ability? I, no, not at all, because
1: I've, I've changed dentists. The dentist that I had used before, he retired. And I mean, they, they both did the the basic stuff that they were supposed to do, right? I mean, the, I think they're both about the same. So, yeah, I have no idea to gauge. I, the only thing I could do is compare the two, but it's only been two, right? And it's not just right. like, well, they, they, they cleaned it, they polished it. Do you want mint or raspberry flavor? I don't like, <laughs> right. well, take mint flavor today. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Well, watching the way that my... That, oh, I don't want to rag on my wife, but let's say seeing my wife clean the house versus, I don't know, you might have like an obsessive compulsive friend who cleans their house and seeing the difference. I bet when it comes to teeth cleaning, there are an OCD dental hygienists who are doing a meticulous yeah. job and there are others who are just like, eh, they don't necessarily see the grime and the dirt, that's right? right. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: right. They're not looking in their own mouth anyway and they won't see, you know, yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. You know, I gauge my hygienist because I love her. I just think she's a fantastic person. So that's why, you know, I I think she's a great hygienist. But to be frank, I have no idea whether she sees all the grime and the dirt or, or she doesn't. Is she OCD or is she not? Mm-hmm. So how would I know? I would need to get another hygienist to look at my mouth and say, Hey, you've got a first class hygienist. You know, like when you go to the to that you go to a new hairdresser, you know, you know they're always gonna rack on the last yeah. hairdresser. You know, so maybe the hygienist would do that. But when it comes to your tax return, work with a financial advisor. Have the financial advisor look at your tax return, and they can be like that second hygienist. Yeah. They can look in in your mouth <laughs> and tell you if your taxes, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. are okay. And and if your if your CPA has technical ability,
1: Yep. no, that's okay. Great.
0: But you know, failing that, here are some questions uh, and some examples to help you gauge. You know, if you're interviewing the CPA, say, or or try to figure this out, do they just look in the rear view mirror? Mm. Or do they look through the front windshield to navigate what's coming down the road? Yeah. Because, you know, we've talked about this before, Eric, but, you know, CPAs, again, they're they're basically filling out your tax return for the prior year, and what's happened has already happened, and they're so under the gun to get those returns done, they just don't have time to look up from that and figure out, you know, uh, look through the front windshield. Mm-hmm. So you want one that rare CPA that will, if you need it, if you're a business owner.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. So if they're doing that, it means that uh, that they're going to strategically plan and offer ideas or whatever. So the next step is, are they going to strategically plan and offer ideas? And uh, you know, I was meeting with a high end uh, business manager and in, in with one of my clients who found this business manager recommended to him by some high paid directors and composers and the guy was impressive. You know, we sat down, we had a meeting and he asked my client, Hey, you know, uh, yeah, you need to be an S Corp, not a C Corp. And, um, yeah, uh, we need to do that. And the client's like, yeah, Adam already took care of that. Yeah. We uh, we've changed to an S Corp. Uh, and, uh, oh, well, uh, we need to put a solo 401k in place. And my client said, oh yeah, yeah. Adam, Adam already put a solo 401k in place. And, uh, and and the cpa is like looking at me kind of uh, kind of curiously and then then the cpa says oh and we need to put a defined benefit plan in place and and the client said yeah yeah we've already got a defined benefit plan in place yeah that's great and the and you know and the, the cpa had shot his arrows that that and uh, and whatever whatever they that'd already been shot before so to speak mm-hmm. and and yeah. i could tell he was impressed i I'm, I was flattered that he again i'm going to toot my horn that he was flattered that we'd already taken care of this but i was equally impressed that he brought all these things up because yeah. I've had so many fights with other CPAs trying to get them to change a client from a C Corp to an S Corp when it's the right thing. It's not always the right thing, but when it is the right mm-hmm. thing, they're not doing it. Trying to get CPAs to put in place a defined benefit plan. I mean, they, they don't even necessarily know what it is. So if you are a high earning business, you know you need to work with a CPA who's, who knows about these things. Yeah, absolutely. Knowledgeable, for sure. Yeah. All right. What's well, yeah. step seven? Okay. Well, we're just going to hit a couple more things. Just for, you know, uh, If you are a business owner, um, you want to make sure that they're going to calculate what's called the QBI deduction for you. Okay. Make a note of that. Or actually, mm. best of all, go and listen to episode six, mistakes that CPAs make for strategies that most CPAs overlook, but good ones will implement. So if you're a business owner, you've got to go and listen to that podcast and you're going to get the strategies to be able to ask this new CPA you're interviewing if they're familiar with these strategies and will they do these for you, particularly will that will they do that QBI calculation and tell you how much you should be paying yourself. Do this at the beginning of the year to tell you how much salary you should be paying yourself. It's too late to make a calculation at the end of the year right? That, that's too late to adjust your salary. You want to be adjusting, thinking about the salary, the right salary for yourself at the beginning of the year. Whew. Okay. Sorry. Got through that. Okay. Step seven, gauge compatibility. Okay. Okay. So Eric, I, uh, a woman goes to the doctor and the doctor breaks the news to her that she only has three months to live. And the poor lady says to the doctor, what can I do? The doctor responds, marry a CPA. Poor dang lady, she's shocked and she says, What good will that do? The doctor laughs and tells her, Nothing, but at least it'll seem like a lifetime. (laughs) (laughs) That was not a chat GPT joke.
1: Okay. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I I know that lawyers hear lawyer jokes all the time,
0: right? Uh So
1: I'm sure CPAs hear CPA jokes all the time. I actually thought that was pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> if you're a CPA listening to this, or you have a family member that's the CPA that's listening to this, or that you can share this with, have them send in their best joke to Adam. Again, we'll give contact information at the end, but I, I think they, they
0: can come up with some pretty good ones. Well, that, that would be great. Yeah. That, <laughs> so, so the moral of that, of that story is find a CPA that you want to spend a lifetime with, right? Yeah. If you can, if you, that's terrific. Yeah, having said that, that the personality, although it would be great if you really want to hang out with this person and go to lunch with them and mm-hmm. it gives you joy to talk to them on the phone, it's really good. It's not the most important thing though. Yeah. Because you know, some great technicians who are going to do all the things I've talked about, which should be the main priority, is they're not necessarily great people, people. And, and that's fine, you know. I, I'm making these jokes, but all jokes aside, their expertise and their competence is yeah. the most important thing. Now, I'm going to get to to a second point about this, that here, particularly in Hollywood with business managers, you find that, or or bigger firms, you find that there are that guy's the front office guy, the relationship guy, the big dog, but he doesn't do any, or he, she doesn't do any of the work themselves. And they're not really very knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. They don't seem to have a clue about tax strategies or your return. Personally, I find that a little frustrating. You know, I like with my CPA, I mean, he's pretty sophisticated and I don't know how he does it but he knows everything about my return and he knows, you know, he's really well versed himself on the strategies. Now it's no, it's not a problem them reaching into the back room for the, for the back room boffin who knows everything, but I think they, I like someone who knows my return personally as well, but it's, it's up to you, right? If you just want someone you really get on well with who delegates, that's fine. It's just know what you're looking for.
1: Yeah. And and I want to echo that because, um, and I say this in the highest regard, really, this is not a joke I look at CPAs, a lot of CPAs are like engineers. Uh, and I say that because my best friend growing up and, and today, he's an engineer. Uh, they're brilliant, right? But they, they have a mannerism about them. They're a lot more down to business. Maybe they don't have the best communications skills out there, like you said, maybe they're not people people, but man, they're wicked smart. They're, they're, they're whip smart. They know exactly what they're doing. Um, and that's you know that's just one of their traits. That's just how they're built. But when you find that person, Boy, that, I mean, that is, that's the experience that you want, even though the communication may not be picture perfect, what you're looking for, they're getting the job done and they're doing it really, really well. Right.
0: And, and on that note, you know, so one, one of my clients that I introduced to, uh, that I helped choose a new business manager with, and I actually made this, uh, you know, I pointed this out to them. I said, Hey, just get to know all members of the team, get to know the person who will be doing most of the dirty work because you're going to end up communicating with them. So if you're interviewing CPAs, interview that team because they're ultimately going to be the person that, that you're dealing with, especially when it comes to a business manager and that, uh, and the client was really appreciative of that advice. So, you know, they did make sure that they, that they met everybody. And, and in fact, of course, that's where it's become as the relationships gone on. It wasn't the guy, the front relationship guy that's, yeah. that they're dealing with. It's, it's the, it's, The backroom guy who's actually doing the returns, the work, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to move on. Step eight, of course, the big one. I say what other people think is the big one. Ask about their fees. You know, Mm -hmm. what what do they charge? And I'm going to be personal here, and I'm going to fess up that mine is five thousand dollars a year for for two returns. Right. So whatever the Mm -hmm. one's three thousand dollars and one's two thousand dollars, the business return and the personal return. And he won't take on anybody for less than $5,000, and he won't do, uh, you've got to have multiple returns, or at least you've got to have a Schedule C, right? He's not going to take on an average, uh, just a a simple client. But you don't need him if you've got a simple situation, as we've discussed. Now, what I want to get to is you want to know, are they, you see, my guy pretty much as far as I know, Mm -hmm. charges like a one-time fee, which is going to cover everything, right? Mm clients get very frustrated especially if they go to high end people where every time they send an email every time they do a phone call they get a bill for it so oh yeah no m- yeah make sure you know ahead of time ask them are there going to be billing surprises are you going to charge me every time i have a make a phone call or or have an email with you right and uh i personally i think all of us prefer flat fee right and that's why a lot of clients reach out to me they ask me questions and i help them where i can uh or I reach out to CPAs that I know because they're terrified that they're going to get a bill, right, mm-hmm. from the CPA.
1: Yeah, yeah. I want to shut down communication. Do it that way. Good Lord.
0: Right, right. So having said all that, you know, sometimes you get what you pay for, right? Uh, and mm-hmm. I think we've made that clear already. If you're going to work with a high-end CPA, you're probably going to pay more for them. But the shocker is just because you're paying a CPA a lot of money doesn't mean Mm-hmm. That they're that good, and uh, yep. I, and I, as I was saying earlier in in the podcast, that there are strategies that mm-hmm. high end business managers like won't put in place, and and I'm kind of shocked. So you generally get what you pay for, but be aware, not always. Yeah. Yep. Okay, we've got to get to the conclusion here. So just a reminder: the eight steps. Determine your needs, your complexity. Step two: look for credentials.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Step three check their experience and expertise. Do they have expertise in your particular field? Step four, ask about their tax philosophy, about their aggressiveness, and does their philosophy match yours? Uh, there's no right or wrong. Step five, ask about their process, You know their responsiveness, their availability. Step six, Gauge their technical ability, their creative creativeness. This is mm-hmm. that's so important, right? Yeah. And uh, and we gave examples of that. And you may want to go and listen to the other podcast uh, around that. Step seven. This is just for you. Gauge compatibility, but don't get misled by compatibility. Competence mm-hmm. and technical ability is more important. Step eight. Ask about their fees and get clarity on their fees.
1: Yeah. Yep that's great. Any, uh, any questions around that Eric no I mean Adam this is what I come here for I mean you're you're so thorough and you've done so much research and you've you've got so much experience that this is almost comes natural these things to be able to put this stuff together but it's not natural for us the audience right I mean some of these things I would never have thought of so I, I love it that was great
0: Right. Well, I ne- I never thought about uh, asking if they had Alzheimer's, but we'll add it to the list. <laughs> add
1: it to the list. What's the contingency plan? What's your succession plan?
0: Right. Right. Exactly. List, yeah. yeah. So you know, for many consumers, it's ironic that fees are the uh, are the last one on our list, um, because for many, it's the first item on their selection uh, criteria. But as I say, they should potentially be the last item you should think about. Um, Although important, you know, but communication, communication is a big one for me, communication, competence, and ability to deal with complexity are the most important criteria. Mm-hmm. And if you can get all that and throw in compatibility, you know, that's, that's wonderful. That's golden. And hey, let's go along with a little alliteration and uh, let's throw in cost effectiveness too. So communication, competence, complexity, compatibility, and cost effectiveness does the perfect CPA make. (laughs) Oh man, that that was, that was complicated. (laughs) Just a lot of C's. (laughs) That's right. That's right. All Mm -hmm. right.
1: Any other closing thoughts for today? Before before I ask you for the, your contact info.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's let's just end with a quote from ChatGPT. So, so okay. this was the uh, the first thing I got up. Okay, all right. I asked uh, ChatGPT for some for some CPA jokes. Um, I, I can't remember exactly what what I said, but anyway, and it said, "I'm sorry, as an AI language model, I cannot generate derogatory content about any professional group of people, including." Certified public accountants, CPAs. It's important to treat all professions with respect and dignity. Is there anything else I can help you with? <laughs> help me find a CPA. No, that's what Adam's for. That's what that's you're right. for. That's what you did. Um, oh, and just um, one thing, Eric, you know, and to the honest, just... Uh, I apologize if if I've been derogatory towards CPAs. I, I have terrific admiration for them, and I don't discriminate CPAs. You know, nothing could be further from the truth. Some of my best friends are CPAs, and I met my wife at a party of accountants. Really? Yeah. I did. And all my best friends in England, like in my 20s, were all accountants. That's why I met my wife through them. That's and awesome. that's how much I love accountants. So I do. I really respect them. Uh, I, I admire their work. Um, and if you'd like a referral to a specific CPA or an overview of your tax return and potential strategies, you know, please reach out to us. And how do they do that? Oh, how do they do that? Thanks for asking, Eric. I thought you never would. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm here for. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so go to our website, which is www.wellacrewealth.com, or you can email me, I think, admin at wellacrewm.com or admin at wellacrewealth.com. Both will get to us, or you can call us on our main number, 310-220-4946. Um, All right. that, that's it. All right. Oh, you know, yeah. one thing, I I know we're going to have a disclaimer at the end anyway, but I just, I do want to give a disclaimer that none of this should be regarded as tax advice. You know, we're not mm-hmm. tax professionals. Please consult with your tax expert before taking action.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Adam, great stuff today. Thank you so much for your time
0: well thank you eric it's been a lot of fun as always it's been a big one today but but hopefully people got something out of it
1: it was it was it was great and i think a lot of people will especially when we ask them to share it, which i'll do in a minute so again adam thank you so much and of course our last thank you does go to you listening audience thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the red carpet retirement podcast with adam scott if you have not subscribed to the podcast yet please click the subscribe now button below this way when adam comes out with a new podcast it'll show up directly on your listening device it also makes it really easy to share these podcasts like we asked With your friends and family. Rate it, leave a review, because this does actually help other people find the show. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Wellacre Wealth, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time.
0: The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Wellacre Wealth Management, LLC. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only content should not be considered as legal or tax advice, nor is it intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor and consult with your own legal and tax professionals before taking any action.